freaking auto! This, this is Brock and Salk. I don't read the internet, guys. Presented by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard. Take the bull by the hands. On Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. And Brooke Huard. And Brooke Huard. Now here are your hosts, Brock Huard and Mike Salk. Let's get fire! Good morning, Brock and Salk Show, CL Sports on 710, clsports.com, CL Sports app, and the podcast platforms out there. Good morning. Gosh, we have so much to get to today. I'm not going to waste any time messing around. We'll jump right into it and start with the Mariners, because yes, when I get to Pete reaction, which we'll have today, and of course, we got uh, the Aaron Rodgers presumed Achilles injury and everything that went with that last night. I wonder how Blue of Earth is taking all of it. Uh, Let's start with this. Playoff teams lose games. They lose them in September. They lose gut punch games. They lose games that will infuriate you. They lose games where they are ahead late and their bullpen blows it. And they even do it to bad teams late in the year. All of those things happen to playoff teams. And it doesn't mean that you're not a playoff team. It means that you did something that night that wasn't great. That being said... I don't know how many times they do it by beating themselves. And if you want to know why last night struck me differently from every other Mariner game this year, from every other loss they've had, it's because they beat themselves in September against a lousy team throwing out a triple-A lineup. Can't do it. You You can't have it. You cannot play that way down the stretch. I don't mean you can't pitch that way. I don't mean you can't hit that way because that stuff's cyclical. And it goes up and it goes down. It goes left. It goes right. You eventually reach your mark. And I'm not going to sit there getting mad because you happen to be cold at the wrong time. That happens. It stinks. Do I want Eugenio Suarez to start hitting again? Yeah. Tomorrow, please. Or even better, how about tonight? That would be really great if Gino remembered how to hit a baseball. Mm -hmm. But am I mad at Eugenio Suarez for striking out last night? No. You know what I'm mad at him for? Oh, laying a ball hit directly to him in the 10th inning. I don't care if you strike out. I mean, I do, but I understand it. I don't care if my kid gets their math homework wrong. I don't want them to get it wrong. I want them to learn how to do math. And if it means sometimes you get it wrong, so be it. You know what I don't like? When they don't do their math homework. When they half-ass it. I don't like when my kids show up and are like, oh, yeah, no, I spent three minutes on it. And then I read it and I'm like, no, you didn't. You barely looked at this thing. You can control your own effort. You can control how you play the game. You can control the mental mistakes. And when Josh Rojas had one horrible game the other day, I didn't let it get to me. Right, It was a bad day, and you just say, all right, something was going on with that guy. He forgot the number of outs. It, like just, just a disaster. Yeah, dominant. Okay, fine. It just got, got away from him. But yesterday, you got Dylan Moore picked off again. Oh, by the way, he was also the key at bat in the ninth. Right, He was the one right-hander to get to face Aaron Loop, the lefty, and he couldn't come through. That stinks. I don't like that. That helped cost them the game, but I don't come in here and rant and rave about Dylan Moore if he gets out in the ninth inning. That stinks, but hitting a baseball is really freaking hard to do. Not getting picked off when you're a major league player should not be. 
Julio, unbelievable day. Seriously. They're not in it if it's not for him. What do you have, four hits in the day, including one of the best home runs I've ever seen? Mm-hmm. How about don't run to third base with the ball oh, right in front of you funny. while you're at second? Good goodness. That's a mental mistake. You can control that. Did I ever once get mad at Julio for any of the times he came up small in big spots earlier this year? No. He was cold. He was in a slump. The timing was bad. It happens. Don't get thrown out at third on a ground ball to short. Where are you going? Gino, I already covered. And maybe it's unfair to get mad at Justin Topa, who's one of my favorite guys on this team and who I think has been an absolute godsend for them. Again, I'm not mad at him for giving up a home run to Chris Drury. You know what I'm mad at? A one-two pitch over the middle of the plate. By the way, the one-two pitch to Drury. The pitch swung on line drive, left field trouble. Down the line, it is off the out-of-town scoreboard. Gone two-run homer. The 0-2 pitch was even worse, by the way. He's lucky the dude fouled it off. Maybe it's a 1-1. I, I mean, like, guys, I'm not mad when you lose. I'm not mad when you don't hit. I'm not mad when you don't execute a pitch. But Justin Topa, that ball's got to be in the thir- in the left-hand batter's box. What in the world are you doing putting a ball over the plate to one of the only major league hitters on this team? What are you doing? You throw a slider, you get it off the plate. And hey, Brian O'Keefe, you got in there late in the game, stick that glove over in the other box. Sheesh. 509 says, stop yelling at me, Dad. (laughs) I can handle losses. Honestly, I can. And this game is not going to keep them from their last 19 days here of fighting like hell for the playoffs. This does not end their playoff run as so many of the texters. and I get it. You're emotional in the moment. It feels like everything has come to an end. It hasn't. I'm not going to make excuses for them for being tired, although I think they're tired. Tough noogies. Tough. It's time to go out and play good mental baseball. Again, physical. Hey, I get it. Andres Munoz is exhausted. I'll make an excuse for you. But make mental mistakes that end up costing you an incredibly important game when you've already lost a few in a row. It's 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 un- that's that's not okay with me. Those are mental mistakes. So anyway, I, I, that's not who this Mariner team generally is. They generally play clean baseball. I can handle all the other stuff. I can handle when they don't move runners. I can handle tired bullpens. I can handle. A lot of different things that baseball teams throw at you because I grew up a Red Sox fan. Trust me. I've seen it all. I've seen every conceivable way a team can find a way to lose late. This is pre-2004. Trust me, I've seen it. Mm -hmm. I can, and and it taught me something. Honestly, it taught me about the ups and downs of baseball seasons and how one moment doesn't dictate the next. But you can't make mental mistakes. You can't beat yourself. Not at this stage of the game. This is where you lock it in. This is where you become elite. And instead, yesterday, they got small. Does it mean that it's over? No, you can lock it in tonight. You'll be just fine. Texas isn't going to win every game the rest of the way. Neither is Toronto. Houston's got issues. You're going to play all three of those or two of those teams. You got every opportunity. Lock it in. Figure it out. Your mental, your mentals, get that figured out. That's why, who was I mad at? Yes, there's only one person in the whole Seahawks game I was disgusted with. It's DK, mental mistake. 
You can control it. Control your emotions. If free outs are always the, the this late in the season, but for a team that is fighting for a playoff spot, that is the dagger. You gave them 27 outs, on. and you only took 25 yeah. yourself. Yep, you gave away two. That's a huge disadvantage in that game. The Julio one is the most confounding to me. Like, I get Dylan trying to do something and getting picked off. And With a lefty? lefty I, like, I, Put I can, your butt three feet from first base and don't get picked off. And he was already leaning. He was already running on the going. pitch before. Where are you but going? The Julio on the ball. Like, you're already in scoring position. You're already fast. What are we doing? And that's I get a, it. He had a frustrating incredible day. day. And he, had he caught that Ohapi double, maybe that's it. Yeah, maybe. This, like, and it would have been amazing. His club. By the way, I mean, Julio's home run was incredible. So was Hop- Ohapi's oh, first one. Monster, I don't yeah. know how he did that. The, the second one's fine. It's a home run. The first one, he took a 96-mile-an-hour fastball up and in outside the zone and drove it to left field, yeah, kept it fair. It's crazy fast. You're not supposed to be able to do that. Your that is nuts. Hands are quick. Absolutely nuts. And so I give credit to that. I'm not mad at Logan Gilbert for giving up a couple home runs. Tip my cap. Ohapi did something incredible. Seriously, that's an incredible play. That's like Mike Trout-level stuff. Like, oh, my God, how did he get his hands to mm-hmm. that? That's the type of thing baseball players lose their mind at. That's incredible hitting. Okay, the other team gets paid. Mental mistakes? Can't have it. And I don't know why they're having to this team right now, but they are, and it's just too bad. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Well, it should have been the game of the year, honestly. I do love September baseball. I did love the back-and-forth nature of it, but it turned into arguably the most aggravating loss, up 3 nothing early. The Mariners gave it back. Bases loaded, no outs in the ninth. They squandered. Julio comes up with the biggest home run of the year. The 1-1 to Julio. Swung on, hit the center field, hit well. Going way back, going way back. Giddy up, God! Julio! Yeah, hey now is right. Unbelievable moment, but they found a way to waste that too. A brutal error from Gino Suarez in the 10th, even or in the 11th, the 11th. Yes, that's right. They even wasted their bullpen ahead of a Brian Wu start tonight. That's essentially a toss up. So just a painful loss in every imaginable way. And the mental mistakes were just a killer. It's why September baseball is the best, but also the worst, right? It just matters more. A lot of players you can look back at in this game. If this would have went that way, or if we'd have done this a little bit different or better, we'd probably win the game. That's what happens in these games. And it's going to continue to happen over the next uh, two and a half weeks. Well, yeah, let's make sure it happens in a completely different way than it did last night. The uh, Mariners certainly do have issues in their pen right now. They're not playing clean baseball. That can't happen. But look, that's why September baseball is the best and also the worst. It makes heroes and it also exposes weaknesses. And this is where we find out which of these guys are going to be able to turn it on in September. Nice to see Jared Kelnick return to the lineup. Nice opposite field single early. Also whiffed on three pitches in the ninth, which was not great as he had a chance to play hero. He also ended the game with a ground out. But overall, I think he felt pretty good just to be back. I basically was put on a timeout for like the last month, month and a half because of something that I did. And, you know, it made me realize that, you know, something that I did affected not only just me, but affected my teammates, affected the fans, uh, the organization. And that's just something that I'll never do again because of how much it hurt inside. And, 
makes me realize how lucky I am and you know to be out here and play every single day is I feel like took it for granted a little bit there no oh, good for him and uh, hopefully he's a huge huge factor down the stretch a, a jk walk off yesterday really would have just been an incredible story congrats to julio he joins the 30 30 club at just 22 years old impressive feat seriously and still worth celebrating even if it feels a little bit hollow after a bad night in general and then some bad news tom murphy shut down from baseball activity his thumbs in a brace according to ryan divish a displaced tendon subsequent tests after the swelling went down revealed a small fracture hopefully he can make it back here by the end of the year Here's the second thing you need to know. Well, it had to be a tough tell the truth Monday, right? After a brutal loss at home this weekend. We talked to Pete Carroll yesterday. Honestly, I gotta be honest with with our fans and everybody fault me. You know, I'm I'm my expectations are pretty freaking high. And I operate like that at all times and, and uh and I'm trying to elevate the, the our expectations to the point where the, it, it enhances our play. But you also have to manage your expectations, and, and that's that's the part of it. You have to be realistic. You have to be able to get to the point of it, and you have to be able to reset. That's what I, f- I feel like I didn't do well yesterday. Yeah, I, I think that's all fair. Um, it's an interesting one to look at. I mean, there's some upside-downside here, right? The upside to that loss, although it's small, maybe this is the wake-up call this team needs. I'll play you some sound later from Chris Long, who said that maybe they got a little fat and happy after their success last year. If it takes one loss to wake you up and then you you know play to your potential, so be it. The downside, though, it puts you way behind the eight ball, right? Especially with a difficult schedule this year. And it just puts you back up against the wall right away, right? you got to go to Detroit right now, trying to avoid going 0-2. And you really don't want to start 0-2 because then your back's fully against the wall. So... Yeah, it's just a just a challenging spot the Seahawks put themselves in, and unfortunately, it feels like it's something that could have been completely avoidable. Meanwhile, I don't love the injury outlook at tackle. Pete was fairly non-committal on both guys. Uh, we're, we're gonna we got some work to do. Um, Charles hurt his toe, and uh, it's a big man, so we got to see how that how he takes to that during the week. We won't know for a while. With with Abe, it's 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 just an old knee thing that he's got going on. He's got an aggravation kind of uh, deal that he's dealing with, and and uh, we just got to see how he handles it. It just got really uncomfortable late in the game, and he, he had to come out. Yeah, don't love to hear any of that. The team did have veteran Jason Peters in for a visit. He's forty one years old, I believe it is, and we'll see whether or not that's a fit. They also uh, re-signed lineman Greg Island to the practice squad. So clearly, some concern all of a sudden on what was expected to be a strength for the team here's the third thing you need to know well i'm sure in a few years the jets will be very excited to trade for jordan love but for now they're just gonna have to wait on the status of aaron Rodgers. he lasted all of four plays in his new york debut it doesn't sound good here's his coach afterwards all right i'll uh, deal with the quarterback real quick um Concerned with his Achilles, uh, MRI is probably going to confirm what we think is already going to happen. So prayers tonight, but it's not good. It's not good, he says very clearly. It's hard to even gauge how Rogers looked. He was gone so quickly, so likely an Achilles injury that would likely keep him out for the rest of this season. That said, their defense was legit. Give him credit; they built a decent team around him. Unfortunately, they're now going to have Josh Wilson running it. As for the other Josh, Josh Allen, he only turned it over four times yesterday. And, yeah, you can't do that. It's going to leave the Jets an opportunity to win. They run back a punt in overtime and get it done. Meanwhile, the Chris Jones and Seattle dream came to a swift end yesterday. The star D lineman signs a one-year deal to stay in Kansas City. Oh, well, that was kind of fun. 
while it lasted. Oh, well, there. That's it. That's all you got. That's everything you need to know. While it lasted. Yeah, it was kind of fun. Did you, uh, I mean, I know you're not an Aaron Rodgers fan here. No, I'm not. uh, No, I'm not a fan. When yesterday happened, were you a little bit bummed just because of the storyline that is now removed from from that Yes. The storyline's so much better this way. Are you kidding me? Tortured Jets fan is hysterically funny. Once again, trading the the house for a quarterback who's almost 40 years old, who's already had most of his success way in the past. Dude, it couldn't be funnier. Oh, man. It I, couldn't be more. I, now, I'm not I, rooting for a guy to get injured. That's what I was going to say. Is I, I, know on, you're, not I, I know you're that. not in the rooting I'm for not, that. This is not about Aaron Rodgers himself and like not wanting him to play. It's about laughing at the Jets fan for trying the same tactic over and over again like Lucy in the football and just, just laughing because, oh, my God, who could have ever guessed the aging quarterback ended up getting hurt for the year again? The way it happened. It's so Brett Favre, and I it's just, unbelievable. But see, I kind of wanted... To see, given the chance, if like he might fall flat on his face on his own, no, I right? See how this went, or if he Tom Brady's it, and uh, like uh, th- so much of the fun of this NFL season is sucked out. By really? That. Yes. Oh my god, I, I found so. yesterday yeah. to be unbelievably entertaining. Oh. And again, I, I get that sounds bad because it sounds like I'm rooting for the injury. I'm not. I don't. I feel bad for him. I'm going to make fun of him a lot later, but I I feel bad for him. That stinks. I mean, I don't want anybody to be injured. But just from a storyline perspective, it's hysterical. Dude, I was laughing. It's just a out short story, loud. though. I wanted the longer version of the story. Nah, I don't know, <laughs> I man. Agree. I'll take the short story because I think it's <laughs> funny all year long to now watch Jets fans having to deal with Zach Wilson again. Well, I did see uh, Green Bay fans are upset too because like their first oh, round yeah, picks contingent them. on the. But, it's yeah, not but even now points. they have three primetime games and we have to watch Zach Wilson. Yeah, like, whatever. I find that sort of there's something sort of entertaining about that, especially because the guy was the number two overall pick. He's got that look where you just, I mean, I, you can't stand Zach just Wilson just to look at him. Oh, my gosh. He looks just infuriating looking. Yeah. And then you got all of the, like, Aaron Rodgers hangers-ons right. that they brought into New York. I know. Th- that's hysterically funny. All of these guys came just because of arrogant Aaron, and now they all have to sit oh. there and coach this guy? I feel bad for Garrett Wilson. Dude, it is so talented. freaking funny. He was stuck yeah. there anyways. He made a heck of a play last night. Give that guy some credit. All right. Coming up next, we did speak to Pete Carroll. Yesterday, did you feel better afterwards? I don't know. Sometimes I do. I don't know if I would say I did yesterday. Stick around. You'll hear it next on Brock and Salk. The Pete Carroll Show. The first word from the Seahawks head coach every Monday at 9:30 with Brock and Salk. That's exactly what you want. Presented by the Emerald Queen Casino Sportsbook and Top Fitness. Coach, good morning. What happened yesterday? Oh, gosh. That was so disappointing. Um, after all of our buildup and, and approach, we thought we would <clears throat> perform a better level than that throughout the game. Um, you know, really it was uh, as we go in at halftime, we feel like we're okay here. You know, we moved the ball. Uh, we got in scoring position. We, we didn't get our touchdowns there. Um, we gave up a drive, the first the scoring drive right off the bat, and then settled through the next two quarters and uh, those two quarters and went in halftime feeling, I felt great about it, that, okay, we haven't even played our best football yet and we can move it. We got to get off on third down. We got to, we got to convert our third downs. That was really the focus. But I, I didn't do a good enough job. You know, I, I didn't get us right to come back out of uh, the third quarter and go ahead and execute. And, and I, I'm just so disappointed that that is what this looked like. You know, they, they went down the field and scored. We get nothing. They go down the field, get a field goal. We get nothing, and that's kind of how the the, the second half took took hold, and we couldn't get out of it. And 
I know that we had really high expectations going in, and uh, I, I would be the first to tell you, I had them personally. I probably did a really good job of transferring that to our fans, and they were ready for us too, you know, and, and it didn't happen. It was really, uh, really disappointing. And so uh, there's there's so many good things that we, we can see. The, the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball was, was well done in the running game. Uh, as, as good a run defense as we've played in, in quite a while and consistently and, and in particular to see our guys fight so hard at the end and, and try to get us the ball back aside from the fact that we were jumping on the hard counts uh, we really were still in there battling I like that I'm going to build on that um, so we have to we got to get our act together that was a, wasn't a good performance in, in any way as, as the whole game showed but uh, I did like the way we started. I didn't like the way we finished, and that's something I take great pride in, and that was uh, really disappointing. Is that something, Pete, that you can flush, go home, compartmentalize, wake up early this morning and get in, or is that a game that you immediately have to come back and, and watch the tape and see what went down? Oh, no. no I had no. I watched it last night and watched it again this morning. You know, I've been through it almost three full times so, so far, so it takes all that to, you know, there's so many things to look for and to see, but it's it ain't going away. We we have to we have to respond, and we got an extremely difficult uh, you know challenge this week coming up with with Detroit high flying and all of that. But uh, it, it ain't about them. It's going to be about us, and we got to play all the way throughout. And uh, you know you, this game is one that you can get distracted. You know you can get distracted. And you come away from being like you're capable, and that's we have to be uh, strong enough and mindful enough to to be in command of our of our senses and our awareness and our and our actions and really just the fundamental play. We got sloppy in 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 the in there as we got going and because we got distracted some and we were you know the penalties that happened in the second half that that's 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 that stinks you know that we didn't we shouldn't have done that and then we shouldn't have been there I and mean, you could see us we're jumping on hard counts we don't have you know not holding it but uh and then those things we did we can't let those become part of our game because it affects the it affects us and it did so we have to be way better at than that. What did you learn about this? Because it's still a new group for you, right? I mean, this is still a new team, a new year. What did you learn about them yesterday? I felt like we were a little disappointed that we went ahead by more. You know, that's the way I look at it. Once now that I see what happened, that that the, the our expectations were that we would be farther out. We had a chance to be have more a couple more touchdowns. I don't think it's just the missed field goal. You know, I don't think that had to do with it, but it was just added on. And uh, I think we have to be more you know more uh, experienced about how we handle what happens in the first half and how we that transfers to the second half. I basically am always on the point that whatever just happened is already done, and you can't do nothing about it. What are you going to do now? What's the next step you're going to take? Are, are where we strive to focus, and so uh, that that is an area that we have to be much better at, and uh, that's I got to lead them better and make sure that I, I find a way to make sense to them. How would you? Because I looked at a lot sorry, of go those. Oh. Go ahead, Brock. Sorry. Well, I, I'm just no, no, no. You go ahead. You go ahead. How would you assess Gino's day yesterday? Um, it, well, it wasn't anything like we had hoped. You know, they uh, they did a nice job staying on top uh, on, on the deep stuff. We took some real good looks down the field and weren't able to get the ball down there because they just laid off us, which we kind of expected, but we still needed to push it and try. Um, and so we dumped the ball around. Uh, but I, I think... Um, just as the game went on, we just needed to be more more tight and more together and more precise on stuff. I, I thought he threw the ball fine. He avoided well. Um, the protection was good for uh, for a good while. We, we lost it near the, the end of the game, but all the way throughout, I thought the guys did a nice job of giving them a chance to, to see what was going on. So I think that was all, all okay. We just needed to work together. Everybody needed to fit it together better. 
third downs offensively and defensively. Can you just kind of walk through what you saw via the tape uh, of where some of the breakdowns were and what's got to be cleaned up on that money down? Yeah, uh, we we uh, on the offensive side, you know, we make two of the first four or something like that, and, and we don't make anything the rest of the day. We get a couple penalty third down uh, opportunities that helped us uh, early on, and uh, we recognize that. We can't ignore that, that fact. Um, the, it was the the connection of the throwing and the catching. There was a couple routes that were that were run where a guy got banged around in it, and it clouded the, the look for Gino. He had to throw the ball. The one he throws to, uh, to Jackson, he throws it off his back shoulder because we got jammed up outside, and he had to throw the ball in, in behind him. And that didn't hook up uh, like we normally see them. Um, and we just have to continue to, to finish the catches. You know, we had a slant route we needed to catch. There was an, another one that we couldn't catch. We just got to make the plays. They were tight windows. They and the other side of it, you saw uh, Matthew Stafford at his best. That's 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 when he's on his stuff. Uh, they threw so many balls in tight windows that guys made the catch and made the catch right at the sticks for the first downs we needed to do that on our side we didn't get that done as well as they did that that was the factor for us on defense that they were able to convert when we were close and when we were around it uh they found the way to make the right throw the right catch to get the conversion and uh and they they did get a couple big plays you know on on us we got bumped in man-to-man situation on the big corner route they threw you know we got rubbed off on our on ourselves and and and, uh gave them a big play for them uh so there's little things that we can fix there. I want to see us rush the passer better. We have to get more heat. And he did not feel us. He was really fast in his rhythm, but he did not feel us uh, enough to have the kind of data to, to, you know, make it go our way. You you end on that one there with the with the pressure. I think that was one of the things that was maybe most surprising after watching this team and just sort of looking at the personnel on this roster. I think the expectation was we're going to see a team that could really get after the passer in a lot of different ways. What what. What didn't translate from the page onto the field? Yeah, yesterday? we didn't. We didn't look nearly as active as we needed to <clears throat> uh, in our rushes. We weren't edged out as well as we'd like to. You know, more on the edges of guys so he could feel us. Uh, there's some technical parts of that. When we pressured, uh, they they got hands on us, you know, and we the ball was out so quick that we weren't able to affect him, you know. So um, it, it worked. Uh, together for them and we were down the middle of guys on our pass rush more than we need to be and he got the ball out really quick so he didn't feel us and so that we didn't have a factor we, we didn't feel us you when know? you say down the middle you mean you're, you're <coughs> running right into the guy's chest as opposed to off his shoulder more, and edge that's, is that basically that's, what you're saying? that's an oversimplification yes. but yeah that's that it is staying on the blocks instead of airing them out and making some space for us so that the, the quarterback feels the color of, of the rush and uh, they did a nice job covering us up and he did a really good job of getting the ball out and so um, that combined with we needed to cover them tighter, and then we needed to rush them better and, and work together. That's how you know third down wins uh, happen. So we just needed. It was no surprise that 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 he was like he was. This is the kind of player that he is. We needed to get him off his game, and we weren't able to do it. How much of that, Pete, is a communication standpoint with guys playing together <clears throat> for the first time in real? NFL action. There's no question that that that, that improves. You know, this the first time these guys have been out on the field. We've we've taken hundreds of snaps in practice uh, to get there, but it's still it's unique when you get on the field in a game and all that. Um, without question, and our crowd's going crazy, and so the communication. As much as we try to simulate it, I got noise happening constantly at practice uh, to to try to you know prepare that. But uh, there is we lost a little bit of that in the game that we'll we'll achieve as we move forward. 
So I got to ask you, and it's, it's an unfair question because it's absolutely second guessing and it goes against what I would personally okay. do. You're, you're on the radio, man. But, but how do you, I mean, it, it almost has to be out. You have the opportunity in the preseason. A lot of the guys <clears throat> didn't play. For the record, I wouldn't have played them either. So again, this is second guessing. But does it make you think back on those decisions and wonder if there's a different no, way to use the preseason? This team didn't play any other guys. So it's relative. It's relative effect. And, and uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going there. How about this one, Pete? Football 101. Because uh, your old QB, Mark Sanchez, time and again yesterday was drawing up everything the Rams were doing pre-snap. All of their motion, their stacks, their motion, their motion, right? Again and again and again. Either, as you said, in some of their route combinations or just some of the eye candy that it does to a defense. What is the best answer to all of that pre-snap movement from the opponent? Well, the, um, <clears throat> they did a couple of different things that they hadn't done, and they got their guys on the move in, in, at, at high speeds, you know, to help their releases, and uh, they did a nice job with that. We really handled it. The, um, the adjustments were fine, but it did it was new, newer than something they'd done in the past. <clears throat> so we had to, we had to see that for the first time, but it really, that wasn't a big factor, but it was a good factor for them. I, I give them credit that they had, you know, something that was a little bit unique in, in the game approach. Um, but <clears throat> what, you know, what you have to do is you have to have really good communication, particularly when you're in man to man stuff, the zone stuff makes it easier because you can take them as they come off. When you're matching guys up, uh, you, you have to be ready to go and you can lose that edge, you know, that little bit of a, a leverage advantage. We had a route <clears throat> that they beat us over the middle. We had big time inside leverage for the call and we wound up outside of, of, uh, a two-two, and he wound up getting a, getting a catch for about six yards on and a first down. That happened to us. That's just that's adjusting in the game and making sure that you, you know, utilize the the principle of the leverage based on what you're facing. And so uh, you know, we, they got us on one of them in particular. I, I thought that was a nice little wrinkle that they had, but it didn't it didn't break us down though. What did you see from Bobby in his return, starting with the <clears throat> unbelievable moment when he was introduced? It was an then, unbelievable moment. Wasn't that cool? Time. Yeah, it was really cool. Really, I mean, I was I was choked up on the uh, instantly. You know, I was surprised by it, um, but thrilled for the fans and for Bobby. And then he goes out and throws 19 tackles at him. You know, he had a really good game. He played really well, and. Um, no surprise that he would be ready. Um, I was really happy that he was really poised about it. He he didn't lose his cool at all. You know he was, he was very much the the you know the the managing overviewer overseer, uh, all knowing kind of in, in the game. And I thought he played a really good football game. I want to mention too that I, I thought uh, Jordan Brooks did a t- fantastic job yesterday coming back for his first time. He played almost sixty plays in the game. Uh, did probably his best job in coverage that he's done, um, hit and ran and did some terrific things. So he's back and in, in great shape. I, it was uh, really great to see that. It's a great accomplishment. The other kind of new guy who's there for the, well, there are a few guys for the first time, but Dre Jones, big offseason acquisition. You know, from my perspective, I just see the numbers. They weren't spectacular. Was there more going on behind the scenes? Was he doing some stuff and run stuffing that I wouldn't have seen? What did you make of yeah, Dre Jones' first Everybody played day? well in the running game, and he, he did his part, you know, gap controlling and the things that – the stunts and the things that we did. It was a really, really nice exhibition of that. All the way through the very end of the game when we were playing really, really hard, uh, the guys were still – 
sticking with the principles of it and Dre was all part of that. He didn't get loose on his rush at all. Um, it had a couple of nice spins late in the game, but didn't get aired out and, and where you, you could feel him. And we have to help him get there, and he's got to do a better job of, you know, just like everybody does, of just taking advantage of the opportunities that, that are presented. And um, so I'm sure we'll see more of that from him. But uh, the whole group just was, was pretty, pretty well quieted down by them, and, and uh, that's a factor we can't allow that to happen. Pete, it felt like defensively you mixed just about everything. Yeah, there was some nickel, there was some dime, there was man, there was pressure, there was zone. Uh, they targeted the middle of the field completion-wise 11 different times, either on the hashes or between the hashes, according to the to the raw numbers after the game. Was there something to the middle of the field defensively that they went after that uh, that needs to be adjusted or explained? Um, were they, were they, they, you know, they just did their their offense and the stuff that they do they have a very you know really really well versed drop back game with all kinds of stuff with their crossing routes and the principles and, and all that and there was they just went from one to the other and and they uh, our zone stuff you know we were about 60 something percent you know in, in their zone stuff against them for the most part and and uh, that's that was enough for them to to hit them and make their first downs um we didn't disrupt them except for a few different things that we did uh, coverage-wise, you know. So um, I thought it's really hard to beat Matthew Stafford uh, with something new and, and fool him. You know, you, you have to attack him and, and make sure that he's uncomfortable. That's what we couldn't get done. Um, you know, he's going to pretty much shoot you down if, you, if, if he has the time to do it. And so, um, unfortunately, that it exposes a little bit. But those are just their, their regular principles, you know, Brock. They, that's yeah. just stuff coming on, you know, high and low things are ahead of us on, on the, with the guy in the deep side and then the guy underneath the, the linebacker and they dumped the ball off versus the zone stuff uh, effectively, you know, unfortunately. You talked earlier about managing emotions, and unfortunately that kind of brings up the DK incident near the end of the game. What did you make of what you saw, and then we heard his explanation for it afterwards. It didn't seem to really uh, accurately describe what had happened on the field. Uh, well, he, he, you know, he got... he. He got into it with uh, with their guys, and, and meaning that there was some John going on uh, and. and in that, um, there was that wound up being a penalty situation where there, you know, he he was involved with the, with a late hit on a guy that wasn't called, and uh, and and then that factored into them getting juiced up, and then he kind of responded to him, which is you know, DK and I talked for a long time last night about that's not what we can allow to happen because that that means that they can control him, you know, and and uh, and, and get after him, and so he has to elevate above that, and so it's it's a challenge. Uh, this is nothing new. DK's been an emotional, feisty, fiery player since the day he got here, and that's that is who he is. But he has to also manage that so that they don't can't take advantage of it. And uh, so, Gino's similar. You know, Gino gets fired up too, and, and we've talked about that for uh, you know all through the season last year. He has to manage his way too, and uh, a lot of guys. That's what this game calls for for these guys. There's a lot of John going on. There's a lot of you know opportunities to to go overboard and we have to not let that happen particularly in factor into taking away from the way we play so um that's quite clear we understand that i mean i've been through this over the years with a lot of guys and uh we have to manage our way through it and we have to be in control and not let them factor into our stuff is there a player you've had that struggled with that badly early in their career that got it 
at some point and, and you kind of help them figure out how to get away from doing some of that stuff. That yeah. the team. Yeah, who, who comes to mind? Well, I, I don't talk about those guys. If oh, you don't mind. Right. I, don't, I don't care about talking about those guys, but um, yeah, we've had a number of guys and there's been, uh, I've been in, the, in this discussion with guys over the years for a really long time. Well, I'll, I'll give you one guy that I don't mind talking about. Bruno Giacomini was a guy who was as feisty as you could be. He was as tough, hard nosed, ornery as you could be. And he used to just take it out on guys, you know, and then he used to just be brutal at times, you know, and we loved it about him because he was such a hard nosed, a big old you know, stud of a guy and all that. But he was, it, it was not appropriate. And so he would, and he, he had to learn how, when and how to pick his spots, you know, kind of thing. Is that when, something you take a role in? Is that, is that a head coach thing? Is that a position yes, coach thing? Yes. Yeah, it, both. It's, you know, it's all hands on deck. Is it discipline? I mean, is there, because it, I think we don't know how it works behind the scenes. Is there discipline that comes down? Yes, there's discipline. They have to recognize when it's happening. They have to, they have to feel the urge coming, you know, and, 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 and sense the uh, the aggravation of a building. I'm yeah. sorry. I guess what I mean is there discipline for, from you, meaning a like punishment type of a thing using well, discipline. We, we handle, well, I, I handle it the way I handle it. Yeah, not the kind of discipline. Maybe you think we're going to spank somebody or whatever. I don't think that. Thank you. Yeah, so um, <laughs> that's not was not but, on my uh, mind. No, we, yeah, we, I we do. do. We do deal with it. In, <laughs> that's a Brock in, thing. Uh, it's 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 an ongoing. This is always a coach's challenge. I mean, you always got to help guys find the right mentality so that they can be at their best. You mm-hmm. know, and you don't want them to get caught into stuff where they're not like they can be you know and they, they miss out on, on their opportunity so we're over on it and uh this is nothing new dk and i've been through this for for some time and i want him to do a great job of managing he's a great player and, and a great contributor and uh, i want him to be at his best always injury updates we generally kind of run through these on uh, on monday and there were a few of them starting probably with your two tackles what uh what do we know about the two tackles uh we're, we're gonna we got some work to do um charles hurt his toe and uh, it's a big man, so we got to see how that how he takes to that during the week. We won't know for a while. Um, with with Abe, it's 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 just an old knee thing that he's got going on. He's got an aggravation kind of uh, deal that he's dealing with, and and uh, we just got to see how he handles it. It just got really uncomfortable late in the game, and he, he had to come out. Mm. Mm. Uh, anyone else we should know about? And there was Tyler, Tyler. Oh, a couple others. Uh, Tyler, no, he 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 got hit. He got whacked. I don't know if you guys saw that yeah. that yep. hit. He got whacked pretty good, but he he you know he's he he held. Held on just fine, made it through the protocol and all that, and he was fine afterwards, so no no problems. We'll see how he is this morning. I haven't heard anything different to that. Uh, Mafe got torqued one time, just really frightening uh, torque job by the tackle, and uh, um, his, his knee got twisted, but he came back and played in the game, did a really good job. Uh, will we see, do we believe we'll see Devin Witherspoon this week? It's a really good chance, yeah. He's got to make it through the week. Um, he'll practice full all week long, and, and he'll be practicing to play. Let me let me go this way, just because we've talked about some of the. I mean, look, it's not a great game, so there's a lot of kind of negative questions coming out of it. But it was the first game for a lot of guys. It was your first game with this team. Did anybody do anything really good that we should have noticed? Was there anybody that we should have noticed did something better than expected? Well, I, I thought that uh, we we played the whole front played really well against the running game, uh, and that was a major focus. And that to accomplish that. So clearly, uh, you know, they averaged two something a carry all through the preseason. It was three something, you know. So that's a big accomplishment for a lot of guys. The edge guys did a really good job. Maffe did a good job. Chenna did a really good job, uh, and they they pounded away at the edge of, of the offense. They gave us plays in the backfield and a lot of clean tackles for the linebackers and all of that. So those guys did a really nice job. I mentioned about the backers. I really liked both both the inside guys that that played. Uh, I I think. 
the, maybe you don't want to hear this, but on special teams, we had a really good, solid football game. It was a great freaking uh, field goal block. Beautiful execution uh, with uh, Jay Reed knocking the ball down, but it was also Dre Jones that, that drilled the same guy that he had to beat. Uh, really good play inside there to, to make that scoop, and, and uh, wish we could have scored on that one. Um, and we had a couple returns that were nice. We, had, we did some really nice things in, in special teams, which was really good to see because we had a lot of young guys, a lot of new guys out there, and they came through in, in good fashion. Mm-hmm. You mentioned expectations, Pete, a couple different times, and it was fun for me. I had Iowa, Iowa State, two old salts of defensive coordinators, Haycock and Phil Parker, and it was fun talking to both of them, and both of them expressed how much this game is still mental. I think we focus so much on the scheme and all of these things and all of the data, and yet, you know, this game to them, and they've been around it like you have for so long, that it becomes, as you said, the mental aspect of it and just the approach to the attention to detail to everything that comes with it and uh, and just how do how do you reset that this week? You know, does it does yeah. it is a game like that just help naturally? You don't even have to say much; just kind of naturally reset, boys. That the expectations may be there, but the details also have to follow. Well, you know, honestly, I got to be honest with with our fans, and everybody that follows me. You know, I'm I'm my expectations are pretty freaking high, and I operate like that at all times, and and uh, and I'm trying to elevate. The, the, our expectations to the point where the, it enhances our play. Uh, when, but you also have to manage your expectations, and, and that's that's the part of it. You have to be realistic. You have to be able to get to the point of it, and you have to be able to reset. That's what I, f- I feel like I didn't do well yesterday. You know, we came, we came in flying. We were so jacked to go play this this football game and to get this season started and all of that for all of the right reasons. And we came out, got ahead halftime here we go and then i don't feel like i managed the process of getting to the next stage let's come out in third quarter let's go to work that's where I, I don't feel like i did a good enough job because the expectations have to be real and it's a real nfl football game and these are really good players and they're they're paid a lot of money to play and they got a great quarterback and all that and they're in they're in this game just as well as we're ahead by seven or six points whatever it was, seven points you know they're 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 in the game too and so we have to be really at our best and not allow the first half expectations to affect how we perform and it can happen it's just we're human and they, we can happen Guys are disappointed maybe in how how things went, or they're frustrated by how things went, and and that takes away from the focus. And that's that is the whole mental game that that we play constantly. It's never not on. And uh, uh, it, if anything, what matches up is physically we are basically the same. You know, they got the same players, same coaches. Everybody's working their tails off to get it done at a, a huge high high level. But it's that other aspect of it that we have to do a great job of. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so now we're challenged by it. So we really have to come to terms, be straight up, you know, tell the truth Monday, here we go, and, uh, and take this next step. That was Pete Carroll, who joins us every Monday following the game. And you can always hear a little replay the next morning at 6.30. All right, from Pete straight to disappointment last night. It really could have been the highlight of the year. And instead, it just feels like such a gut punch this morning. Brock's in next. Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710.